Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. So much in figuring out how to do all this, and it's working out really, really, really quite well. Um, although I and I apologize that I'm I, I look a little whiter than normal because because there's sun come, coming in and I'm halfway done with my studio. Other than that, um, uh, you know, I'll have a fix next week. We've got a great show for you today, and I'm going to introduce Natasha Venter first. She's our resident medium. And she can talk to you about all sorts of things, present and past, animals, um, plants, you know, inanimate objects. No, I'm kidding. Well, um, that too. <laughs> and, uh, and also Regan Forston is with us, and he is our uh, resident hypnotherapist and works with Life Between Lives and the Michael Newton Institute and his work. And, my, and uh, Regan, why don't you introduce our, our new member and our guest today? Okay, yeah, this is Kathleen. She's also a Life Between Life uh, practitioner uh, through the Newton Institute. Uh, and I believe Kathleen's been doing it for quite a lot longer than I have. Is it, Kathleen, about 10 years now? Um, <clears throat> it's uh, probably closer to 15. How long? Uh, it was 2007, so um, okay. probably 15 years, yeah. Yeah, a long time, okay. So she's got a lot of experience and uh, she did one. She's the uh, practitioner that helped me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we, we were exchanging sessions to go to the other side to ask about the COVID and about the vaccines and about what our purpose as practitioners are in helping uh, the world get through uh, COVID. And uh, I'm going to do a session for her in a couple of days on, well, Thursday, I guess, is when it is. So, you know, and then... Uh, um, uh, and so, but Kathleen does a number of other things too. Like a lot of us therapists were besides work with Michael Newton, we've, we've done other spiritual type of work before. And, uh, that's why I invited Kathleen on the show today because Natasha and her can have a great, um, uh, discussion on the topic, I think. And we can all learn a little bit more about this other modality that she uses, which she'll tell you about in a minute. And Kathleen, why don't you piqued my interest in our call prior to the show. So why don't we just go right, delve right into it, and that'll make sure we have enough time to deal with it. And uh, so tell us what it is that you do. Well, to, to back up a little bit, um, when uh, you do a Life Between Lives, you connect first with the guide. And sometimes it's difficult to connect with the guide. And one of the reasons is that there is another spirit attached. And generally when there's another spirit attached, the guide sort of stands back and doesn't really come forward. He doesn't interfere. <clears throat> so what I have had a fair amount of experience with is releasing these spirits who are earthbound. <clears throat> oh, they're earth they're they're earthbound, so they are so, so help me help me understand that a little bit. They're because they're they're connected to the spirit guide who is on the other side. And but they're earth, but the other spirits that have attached themselves to it is it because they can't find their way home? 
what's going on with them. Yeah, that that that's kind of mixing a lot of stuff in there, but <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, it will be. Make... I, I I do that. <laughs> uh, just to simplify it, um, let's just say that a child dies for whatever reason, and <clears throat> the mother is heavily heavily grieving the child, and the child wants to kind of stay and take care of his mother and uh, help her with her grief and whatever, and he's still a kid. <clears throat> The um, when you die, there is this period of time where you can just go to the light. It seems that after that time has passed, that the it closes up, or possibly you just tend to look to the earth more rather than looking up. So you lose the uh, easy conduit into the spirit world. <clears throat> So they're kind of between the earth and the and the spirit world and kind of stuck. Some of them feel like they're stuck. Some of them are not. There's a myriad of reasons why spirits remain here. <clears throat> that would be one. Um, in fact, um, my very first one that I had, um, I had the client reclining and I was just checking for attached entities and she sits straight up and says it's gaga and i was just my heart stopped it was it was almost a frightening experience <clears throat> come to find out that that's what happened that there was a child that died down the street and he wanted somebody to play with so she was young and um it was her invisible friend playing with her uh, which was great at the time, but she grew up and the, the spirit child did not. So the spirit child would say <clears throat> when she wanted to go exercise in particular, she would get ready to go exercise and she'd almost hear this whining, I don't want to go. <laughs> she said she couldn't figure out why this whining was going on, but it was really the spirit child who did not want to go exercise. So once we released the child into the light, um, she was free to live her life uh, easier. Interesting. Natasha, do you have a question for her? I don't because I, I actually do a lot of the same thing. Uh, and mm -hmm. I kind of do a little bit differently too. Cause like sometimes when I sit down to do a medium session or a, uh, uh, a meditation type of, of, and I do kind of not hypnosis, but my, a lot of my meditations kind of do that same process that even before I even start my session, sometimes I notice somebody has like uh, shame in front of them or, or, and they are almost like an entity that blocks moving forward. And so I ask that entity of shame or fear or, or even just um, dominance you know, I, sometimes there's no word to it. I even say sometimes, you know, there's an emotion kind of like, blah, 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 and, I, and we're going to ask it to step aside, you know, because it's kind of that chaoticness, you know, that doesn't have a word, but it's that energy in front. And so I'll ask it to step aside, to be a witness, to honor it. You know, you've done a great job. Thank you. And, and step it aside. And so I do a lot of the same thing. And that allows us to have a session freer because the that energy is not standing in front 
putting on earphones so that this person doesn't hear. And then usually that, that energy starts saying, oh, wait a minute, I understand what the bigger picture is here and, and moves forward. And yes, there's people who have entities attached to them, but a lot of times it's just us emotions that stand in front of us that block us from moving forward too. So, it, you know, I can understand it totally what Catherine's doing because it's like, you know, we all have something that carries with us. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. somebody like an inner ch uh, the child from before, or even you know like somebody who used to go to bars a lot. You know they would have this energy attached to them, and they don't know why they can't stop drinking. You know because this energy still wants to keep drinking, and and it needs to be released to move forward. And and you know I totally see why spirits don't want to go home sometimes because it's almost funner in the bar than it is to go to light. You know. <laughs> So, you know, we all have these moments where things happen. So yeah. I, I have a question then, uh, Natasha, then. So sometimes you speak to the, you speak to this energy as like it's an entity or a person mm -hmm. when it's an energy. In other words, if uh, uh, like with Kathleen and I, when we're doing these life between life regressions, and if we get stuck somewhere, then we could go, hmm, maybe it's a, uh, a negative energy, or maybe it's another entity of some sort that's keeping them. But uh, Kathleen and, and Natasha, how do you ask the, I mean, how do you uh, figure that out? You know, what it is from the client by, I mean, do you ask them questions or do you? Uh, it It's sort of an intuitive feeling, you know, you can kind of tell like Natasha knows that you, uh, if they're clear or if there's something there that is interfering. And sometimes it will be like, um, they can't get comfortable. Like, Oh, you know, my foot really hurts or, um, I have this pain. And it, when you start investigating the pain, it could be like Natasha said, a, an emotion, um, or it could be an, uh, an entity of itself. Uh, and so you clear that out. <clears throat> And the great thing about hypnosis is um, uh, the, the client will tell you, they can, they'll express for you what it is that, you know, Natasha probably hears and sees and feels more, you know, we use our clients to tell us and it comes out clearly. So, so what do you, I mean, okay. So the person's, I mean, that's when they're deep enough, right? They'll tell you, but if you, if you can't get them deep enough because there's this energy blocking uh, blocking them from letting go, then how do you deal with that? I mean, compared well, to when they're gonna, deep. It really doesn't take um, a, a very deep uh, <clears throat> uh, trance level to, okay. to address it. In fact, you can use it as a um, affect. Um, you just go into the feeling. You don't even have to do an induction. So yeah. just the affect, just, just, you know, can I, uh, <clears throat> can I talk to this, uh, this pain or this feeling? Usually it's a heaviness or a pain or a feeling or, or something. And then, um, I tend to ask, what is your name? And if it's like a woman and, and she says something like, uh, John, <clears throat> um, you know, it's definitely not a part of her. You know, so uh, if it is a, a discarnate entity, they they will they'll tell you their name usually. <clears throat> the only time they won't tell you your name is if they're dark energy, mm -hmm. and then they're not allowed. <clears throat> yeah, because then that means if if like my dragons I work with, they won't give you your true their true name because if you have their true name, you have ownership over them. 
and dark entities and pure energies understand that. And so that's why sometimes even star people won't give us our, their full names because they know that that statement of saying their true name. Like I have a true name that my soul has and I won't tell anybody that because I don't want, I don't want somebody to have, I don't trust. Okay. How do I put this? I have trust in the people around me. I don't have trust to give away my lock and key of me. You know what I mean? That, that I don't want that ownership of somebody else having over me. That could be even a star person who hears it. And then they come in and, and piggyback me. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's those ownerships that we have to be careful of love that, that we give away and not everybody understands that. So that's where sometimes when you hear like you watch these shows and, and a little kid comes over and actually it's a dark entity, a very dark entity. And that's because they're, they're playing the game of how to be called out and because they don't want ownership over them. Hmm. It's an empowering thing. That's that's very interesting. So the dark the dark ones, um, are they prevalent? Are there a lot of them around? There's some. I mean, <clears throat> um, I I find that everything has balance. So if there's light, there's going to be dark. You know, and not mm. every dark entity is dark. Like I've said before, like I work with the fairies, and um, the fays they like there was a dark in my kid's bedroom uh, but it wasn't dark it was actually my kid had problems with depression and so that that entity that Faye was actually being a vacuum cleaner for my kid's depression now if it got too dark it was too dark and I had to ask it to go clean itself go out do what it needed to do to cleanse itself you know just like just like anything, like my rocks, you know, sometimes they want to go outside and or be put in a shower to cleanse themselves. You know, everything we need to cleanse ourselves, you know, things need to be shaken out and that kind of stuff. And, and this is a belief I have now. I'm not, everybody has this belief system at the same time though, there is, and I'm not going to call it a devil or anything like that because, you know, somebody in who had a very dark life can take over like a house or like you see these um insane asylums or something like that and and this dark entity like a doctor or something who is very dark could take over this control of the spirits around them because they have a and knowing about them it's like their their soul has lived a couple lifetimes of this kind of darkness and so they know how to play the game and that's how they interact that way but i would say that you know there's Darkness and light, light and darkness, you can't say that there's more than or less than. It, it is what it is. You know, you're going to, you have to have darkness to have light. It's called the ends of the magnet. You know, both ends of the magnet aren't going to be the same. You know, you know, the under the table and on top of the table is not going to be the same. You know, you're going to have dark and you're going to have light, but that's how we learn things. Like my husband, when he was drinking, one night I was, laying there and I knew that there was something attached to him. So I asked, you know, his higher self, cause I, cause he couldn't give me permission cause he was asleep. I asked his higher self to give me permission to work with, cause I don't work with anybody who doesn't give me permission. And, and up pops three negative energies. And they were like, they were weird. I mean, it was like really weird. And I said, you get them out of my house. 
you're not along you're not allowed to be attached to this man you're not allowed to be in this house you know better than that you get the out you know and i wasn't nice about it and and they did scurry away you know because of him being an alcoholic he allowed darkness to come to him hmm. so Kathleen, actually, I was actually just a second i i need to put something in right here i'm sorry um that Regan, that I interrupted you, but I actually take alcoholism as an entity. There's a darkness of alcoholism that's called, and it has actually an attachment to it. And I call it an entity. And once somebody stops drinking, that entity of alcoholism or drugs or whatever you want to call it leaves and, and you can manage that. So when you actually are working with somebody with alcoholism, you almost have to talk to the entity to see why it's there. Hmm. So, in the uh, Kathleen, if I understand, like in the in the Michael Newton's works and all the cases you've done, is that on once people are into the light or like on the other side, he's never found anything uh, remotely like uh, Satan or the devil or uh, anything horrible like that. Only only illusions in people's minds that gets cleared up when they're over there. It, it, have you have you found that to be true also in the in the cases you've done? In other words, you 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 come in contact with that are negative energies. The negative energy, the negative energy has to be cleared early on. Now, Michael Newton said there were no attachments that he did not believe in spirit attachments. He had never encountered them, uh, which was fine. But when I took my training, I had already been releasing spirits, so <clears throat> you know you take it for what it is. Um, so you won't find anything about that in his direct work. Now, a lot of the therapists, you know, have done that. <clears throat> so um, once you get into the spirit world, you know that it's, um, there's not interference. There's not interference? Not when you get there. I haven't encouraged, yeah. encountered any. And I That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm trying to put all this together, too, about, you know, because of the, the Christian belief in the devil and Satan and all that. And it the more I'm seeing this happen, it seems like that that maybe exists uh, to a point in the physical world. In other words, for our, you know, you say the plus and minus of everything and the good and the bad. But once you get, uh, in a sense, um, to the level of spirit, in a sense that there's no such thing as, you know, I mean, we I haven't found anybody on the other side that's been admonished or put in hell or experienced anything like that other than what they just, you know, what I tell people, what we found on the other side is people kind of judge themselves over there and they put themselves in timeout in a sense, you know, or something to kind of um, make up for the wrongs and everything they've done. But there's no like, uh, you know, negative bad force when you get through the, you know, when you get to the, uh, the afterlife, you know, or to the, to heaven, I would say. We mm. um, I consider uh, it more like a, maybe a bubble, and that um, the entities just any of the negative ones are are can't get through the bubble or not invited to the bubble or whatever. Um, <clears throat> since uh, we can talk about anything, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you brought, you brought up one thing uh, that. Um, there's a lot of people who don't believe that there is a devil or dark entities or whatever, uh, which is fine. And then along that same line, there is no hell. <clears throat> well, I did have a client who had um, 
not a possession and it wasn't an attached entity, but it was a sort of a protector of sorts. And she said that she was um, the, uh, she was at the gates of hell and she was responsible basically for keeping them in <clears throat> so they couldn't escape. And she explained that there's different levels to hell that uh, when someone does something where they're, you know, just terrible and they're not repentant, they go to this place of hell, which is like it's listed, you know, fire, brimstone, you know, whatever. It's miserable, <clears throat> but it's not their fault. And so as long as they're in there and it's not their fault and they're not remorseful, they don't get out. But should they get to the point where they are saying, oh, man, I really did screw up. Then they go to another level of hell <clears throat> where it is um, dark and has a lot of temptations and they can fall back into the same pattern. If they pass that level, then they're put into a very dense time of history middle ages or or some difficult time some difficult lifetime and then they kind of work back up from there so <clears throat> um my philosophy is there's truth in everything and there's absolute truth or total truth in nothing hmm. so you got this from a it was from a client that you were doing an lbl with I did it for, I got it from a client that I did a, um, <clears throat> a session with. And also I had read about this woman who was having a session and she talked about being in hell. And the therapist said, well, you're sitting right here. So I guess hell is an eternal. And <clears throat> he said, what, what happened? And she said, well, I lived a life where I was, don't take this personally, Natasha, but she was psychic. Oh. <laughs> but she used it very, very negatively. Mm -hmm. And she created a lot of pain for a lot of people. <clears throat> and as a result, she went to her judgment and they said, look, we're going to give you a choice. You can either come back many, many lifetimes, many, many miserable lifetimes, or you can go to hell for a period of time. And she went, that's a no-brainer. I'll just go to hell for a period of time. Why would I want to go back to all those lies? So she goes to hell for a period of time. And apparently she repents and meditates and whatever and comes out and comes into some other lives. <clears throat> yeah, well, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a thing on perspective, like where she went because of her upbringing and knowledge of hell it was hell, but to let's say another enlightened person, it would just be a, you know, a place to go and reflect and do time out and, and whatever, but not have that image of, you know, the devil. And, you know, I mean, e either way, you're, go you're going to try to um, make up for what you've done or to try to learn to not go back and do the same thing again, you know. Um, right. <clears throat> but remember, most people in hell, it's not their fault. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one. Well, um, we have some people uh, that are very visible right now in, the, uh, in our world who are doing some very evil things, and they're doing it 
for the good of humanity. So they feel that they are wonderful people taking care of humanity when <clears throat> on some level they have to know that what they're doing is the exact opposite. You know, now say they go to hell for a period of time. Well, what do you mean? I did this to help everybody. What? What? I did this to help the world. Why am I here? Uh, well, so so in other words, it's like the good cop, bad cop, you know, like someone <laughs> has to play the bad cop or someone has to play uh, someone has to play Hitler or Trump or or, you know, somebody to show the uh, the negative and everything or play the part, I guess you'd say. I, I don't know. It's confusing, but I'm glad we're talking about it because, you know, the more we do, maybe the more we can shed light on what the re true reality really is, you know. Well, it's interesting because if 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 you follow the logic, the logic would be that at least my logic, and since it's my show, no, no, don't forget, forget I said that. Um, <laughs> but my logic would be if there is a hell, that means that there's some place where God isn't. That the energy that is the divine energy of all is everywhere. So it is it is literally the universe and the many universes that there are. If there is no if there's a place where God is not, which would allow which would allow this to occur, or that means that he is in charge of hell if he was everywhere. Yeah, I see what you mean. So from that stand so from that standpoint, it's like so are we saying that God is actually not who he pretends to be and is it's okay to punish, which is exactly what Dr. Newton was absolutely against, uh, was that there was no, no uh, um, judgment, as an example. So that's, well, it's good that we're having this discussion because it, it brings out a bunch of stuff that, that some people take as just gospel and some are it's interesting to to talk about it yeah natasha what do you think okay so yeah. this is now remember i me being dyslexic i didn't read bibles i didn't read anything I, this was all about um about being a witness of what was going on and what i got told and me well, just heaven is up and hell is down so you you got that yeah <laughs> well no actually it's not uh, <laughs> but what i got and just me checking in with this now i know checking back to my lineage when i first became light my first time that i i know that moment that i was pulled from light to become my own light that i could be i have an understanding checking in with that in that power that uh that love that grace whatever that is had in itself some darkness and it pulled darkness off now darkness now i ha i work in the elementary school system you know when it's not an entity or a, a spirit that's attached that's negative you know when their eyes go dark that there is a dark entity that is not has never been human they only involved in being with us humans now, I would take some of these really, um, I wouldn't say Hitler was one of these people um, that had these dark entities. He was part of the, 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 the dance of, of teaching us lessons. But 
there's a killer that was um one uh I, Jeffrey Dahmer you're gonna yes, yes 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 and Mason uh that um you know the one that that branded all his women they had an an item I'm not gonna call it a um it's not like uh I'm not gonna call it hell I'm just gonna call it a dark spot a dark place in energy that these beings never have been human, never will be human, but they interact with us humans, that they have come in and they, from some point, decided to take partnership in ownership of that body in that lifetime. And they start from very young. And it could be that the parents were um, abusive. It could have been an alcoholic mother who was carrying a child and this entity came in. You know, whatever it is that started it. And I'm not going to call it hell, but there's a dark space where, uh, where these energies sit. They go to. And even, you know, the dark fae come from some of the... the evil dark fae come from that you know it's all in whatever that darkness is i have an understanding that us who are like hitler or or some of these beings that are here to teach us lessons they go to some place that is kind of like a time out and it's not necessarily uh, you know it there's loving beings there helping them learn what they need to learn, but that's called tough love. You know, those are the ones that have tough love saying, you can't do that anymore. That was that lifetime. And so they're not always, you know, that's what, you know, the, the fallen angel of Lucifer, you know, was that he, he wasn't necessarily a fallen angel. He just was one that decided to be on the dark side of life. Like I worked with Azrael who is the angel of ultimate time. And some of these angels took on some of these beings of angelic realm, um, took on these roles because they decided to be the greater for us. And they wanted to help us learn these lessons. Not every angel wanted to be an ultimate timekeeper because he takes people from this life and moves them on to another realm. You know, he t he's he's the one that that interacts. the The angel of Lucifer actually is taking charge of helping people work through their darkness. You know, you know, you, you know Lucifer is the devil, right? In 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 the Bible sense. Yeah, that's what the in Bible. the Bible sense. But me knowing Lucifer as I know him, I don't care to work with him because he's dark. And, and I call him Michael, 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 because Michael does not like Lucifer, even though they're brothers. And, and this is the story that I understand. Now, my truth is my truth. Everybody else can have their own truth. I know the ultimate truth is love. You know, the, that when we're working with these, that there's these different places. and Because I can tell you, I've taken these dark entities that are not human, never have been human, off kids and out of people. Because they are darkness. And, and with that, that when they are in certain places of the earth, you know, they do go into earth. You know, like I had, was in a house that it was not a good house. And all of a sudden this dark shadow went into the corner of the room. And they were like going, 
I know that there's something here. And I said, yep, that corner right there, because <laughs> it showed me right where its home was. It was in the corner of the of the, of the house. And, and it kind of went into that part of the property. That's why there's some properties that are damaged because there's been such an evil, like the, the, the witches that, and, and the ceremonies that somebody does um, these ceremonies with that are not good. That land is actually deemed that, you know, because it's been scarred so many times and it takes, and I don't know if that, if the land, maybe it makes generations in the past that would have to be, but this is my understanding of what I was told and what I've seen through the many lifetimes that I've lived, knowing what my soul has done the work to do. Cause I have been, and, um, on the soul walk for many, many, since the day one. And, you know, talking about, you know, like I, I have one child that I work with that her and I don't work because she used to be an evil witch. And the, my witch time that I was in my, my seer time, we were battling. And so I can't even work with her in this lifetime really, because I bring out that in her, you know, and she, and I, and so with that, that it's almost like that battle of, 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 uh, you know, past lives that are working together. So I have another para that works with her because I don't, unless she's on that better side of this lifetime. But if she dances back into that old witch time, I don't work with her at all because I can trigger her like no tomorrow. Kathleen, what do you think? Well, one of the things that struck me, um, <clears throat> what you said was about justice. Um, and there actually is justice, um, and um, Regan knows about this too. It's called mm -hmm. karma. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the way I don't know how much you've talked about karma, but karma is um, a balancing. Is it say you have been um, uh, horrible to people in one lifetime, you come back and you have to experience that. <clears throat> same thing or something similar uh, depending on you know what it is and it creates a balance it creates an understanding say like uh, someone was in charge of putting out the eyes of Christians in one time and they come back as a blind person so they have to experience what it's like to be blind since they had created blindness that's the way that the justice or the karma works yeah so maybe there's figuratively there's if you want to call it health in extreme or if you just want to call it time out uh, or uh, tough love uh, it's all about the soul learning to to come from love rather than from hate um, and however that's accomplished and some people are more difficult than others so they have a little longer sentences I guess um, so maybe it's just a way a way of looking at it but it's like I always look like you know like that client I talked about before who uh, doing an LBL, you know, one of her main questions was, um, why is this doctor that I'm working with so cruel to me? You know, so so cruel to her that she had panic attacks before she goes to work when she knows it's his day to be there because he was so cr emotionally cruel to her. And then on the other side, she asked the counsel, uh, why is this man being so cruel to me? And they just said, you know, because you were very cruel to him in another lifetime. Mm -hmm. It was about passing. You know, and then, uh, so it's kind of, that's, that's the thing sometimes when you see these people that look to be innocent or things that happen to them and it even feels bad 
saying that, well, you had, you know, because some people think like, well, you had it coming, you know, well, in a way you did, you know, uh, but when you look at it as just a, a correction, like I, in my lifetime here, I've had two businesses where I had uh, clients or I had some of my trusted employees that stole from me and it hurt my feelings until I kind of realized, I think, I think I screwed them over in another lifetime. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, oh, okay. So I probably have, so it just gave me another perspective not to be so, not to be so, um, you know, judgmental of them that look around first and see, well, what, why did this happen to me? You know? You know, it's interesting because uh, from what uh, Natasha is saying and a little bit about what Kathleen is saying is that the world and the universe is far different than I had ever contemplated that it was because I believe that God is good <laughs> and that God is everywhere. And God would not allow somebody to exist who was not good on the other side. That's for here. Well, I think um, he allows the justice, though. You know, I have a, a four- to five-year-old grandchildren, and the four-year-old is just as sweetest little boy you've ever seen. And the five-year-old, she's a sweet enough little girl, but she's very active, and she likes to do the wrestling and the punching and the teasing and the, you know, tormenting. And uh, he takes it until one time, and he hit her in the face. And, you know, there was no way I was going to punish him when she deserved it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of we get back a little bit of what we put out. Well, and we do. And that's all that's all earthbound. That's all based upon the behavior here. But what I'm getting is that the behavior on the other side is no different than it is here. That you have good and you have evil and you have bad and you have no one that's in control. Is that what I'm hearing? Or is that not what I'm hearing? I don't want to call it control. I call it kind of like when I was a parent, you know, and I kind of do this. You know, when my kids were like uh, newborn, one, two, three, you know, I kind of had more boundaries on them. And right. then as as they became teenagers, I I kind of allowed them to have, you know, their learning experiences, you know, that without them having learning experiences, they would not be able to go out into the real world because if, you know, cause and effect. And we say that all through the school. Well, you step in the puddle, you're going to have wet shoes all day, you know, cause and effect, you know. That's true. And, and, and so with that, that, there is that karmic cause and effect. And without having the boundaries of some knowing of darkness, we don't see the benefit of being light. And without that shadows, we don't have the knowing of how to move forward. I'm going to say that, yes, what I choose to call God, the bigger, the big power of the, the spark of everything. And I'm going to say that that kind of, you know, each kind of uh, area kind of has its own kind of overseer. You know, so like if you're in another uh, another, you know, um, group of planets you know, in another area, you might have another seer that is maybe called something else besides God, but that's called different languages. You know, we have, that's why I think we have so many religions is because we all speak a different language and we need something to, to attach to our language. And with that, that, that we do have this ability to manage, but that's why we are human 
having human experiences, which are going to be good and bad, to in order for us to grow to our greater good. Now, you know, I know that speaking of the the one that I call God is not out here to punish us with evil. That's but sometimes things, it's kind of like a dog, you know, you have a dog that has been taught not good things. And, and if it gets free, it's going to go off and be primal. It's going to go off and do what it needs, to, it, what it's going to do because it has personal choice. And that personal choice is making not always the best decisions because it wasn't taught well. Well, these entities that are dark and negative, like I've seen, like I know that are out there, choose not to, like if you tell me that a sane asylum is, is, uh, has things in there, I ain't going in there, no matter how much light I have, because I know that that darkness is not something that I choose to, to manipulate with. And it could be just mental illness, darkness. It's not necessarily darkness of like bad entities, but it's just darkness of, of mental illness where these energies didn't move on because they don't know really where they're at. You know, and then they have another soul that's kind of controlling them in a way, you know. And so with that, that there's, I wouldn't say that God has chosen to punish us, but you have to have the darkness on, on the, uh, to learn your karmic good or bad. You know, it's that, it's that energy of what is better or not. And that's why I say to people, that, you know, when I have sessions, how can I judge you? You know, we all have these lear different learning experiences. We all have these different knowings that we start out with. And if you didn't know better to do better, then how are you supposed to, you know, now you're where you can do better because you know different to do. So, so it's that process of, of growing and maturing and doing what we're supposed to do. But people who take drugs and, and kind of are in the mental illness, and, and I'm going to name a lot of the homeless people have, you know, that's where these dark energies like to be is in a lot of those chaotic moments in, in like the homeless clamps and that kind of stuff that, that, and it saddens me to see this darkness that's involved with somebody who's light, but yet at the same time, it is about the, uh, about learning those experiences to grow, to be who we are, in my opinion. <laughs> Regan, what do you think? Oh, I wanted to ask Kathleen and Natasha though too. Okay. So what's a, what's a basic, like somebody like me, that's not like, obviously not a medium and uh, like Natasha is and Kathleen and I, like when we're doing our sessions or Kathleen, maybe because she's been doing this longer than I do. Is there a basic um, protocol? A basic protocol for just in, in case a client has negative en energies or entities with them that you, I can't visibly see. What would I do? Like, what kind of process would I go through to clear them of those? Well, it seems like Kathleen's having a little bit of trouble with her internet. Uh, so, and I'll I'll let you answer that. So, yeah, what I um, noticed when I that what I <laughs> notice is that you can sure. see when somebody's uncomfortable, you know. And so, okay. if I'm noticing somebody is kind of like either frustration or anger i name what what i see and then that way it opens up the door 
And another thing that I do with a lot of my sessions is let me see what I, that's unseen. Let me hear what's unheard. Let me know what's unknown. And there's a part of you, and, and Regan, you're intuitive. It's just practicing that muscle a little bit more. You know, Kathleen's practiced a muscle for a lot of years. And so with that, and I've practiced this muscle a lot more. And so with that, that you can do this. It's just, first I would just check and see, what does somebody present themselves as? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it whatever it is? And name that and then ask for it to step aside. And then the next thing might pop up and the next thing might pop up, sure. you know? And it's, it's, it's just walking that forward because more layers that you take off and you'll get quicker at this, you'll get more in this once that muscle of that knowing gets, gets cleaner. So like on a, I have a client coming, uh, I, I send my clients homework, you know, before an LBL and they, they do a lot of reflection and that, and I got some back uh, to prepare me to, for, to help them to have a good life between life session. And this person absolutely uh, hates her mother. In other words, she says, you know, my mom did these unspeakable things. I can never forgive her. So if knowing that and then if I'm doing, let's say, a session with her and I can just feel the energy when we're talking about her mother, then then I can address that. Right. And then and address that as that energy she's feeling is a negative entity attached to her that she can't let go of and then yes. try to have her release that energy. Yes. And I actually for me sometimes and, and this is where people kind of give permission is just step it aside. And I tell that, I, sh I show that, step it aside so it can stand on the side. So it doesn't have to be in front so that we can't do our work, you know? And I actually do that action and people say, oh yeah, I can see that it's not letting me see where I need to go. You know, that it, and so stepping it aside gives it permission to still be there, to be a witness so that, that we can navigate with it because there's sometimes that anger that maybe that person had, you know, is protecting it from really seeing the truth of what her mother was supposed to do for her. Yeah. Well, and, I, and that humanness is not letting her do that. So stepping that aside will give more permission for that avenue of seeing, Oh, wait a minute. My mother was supposed to teach me empowerment that I can make my own decisions. I can do the work I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Well, I know Kathleen and I probably, Kathleen's probably the same thing. It's pretty common with the, going with the Michael Newton Institute protocol. And we get people on the other side and their mother's there that they speak to and they say, mom, why were you so mean to me? And then they, they find out. And then when they come back, they're not so hostile towards that person because they realize there was, you know, with the reason uh, like their mother was doing it out of tough love or something, coming down and being mean to them or something. And that solves a lot of problems by, clients just getting that higher viewpoint so you know kathleen are you able to to respond is your internet okay apparently not <laughs> that's a shame <laughs> no, okay. not we need to have you i've got a really bad connection so i'm not sure yeah. what's going on <laughs> oh it, it cleared up a little I bit mean, right one there of those signs we need to have you back because uh, you have been a catalyst for a wonderful discussion that we've had here today. Because I still want to, I, I still want to uh, delve into the differences between 
earthbound things that happen here and the other side because they're in my mind they're they're different um and it's, it's as an example we keep talking about our humanness did it ever dawn on any of you that we're not human yeah right we're just we're we're just playing the part of human right now aren't we because yeah. we're just spirit They've only been around for a couple hundred thousand years, as far as we know here, where yeah. their souls have been around forever. So we're just playing a part in a play. It's kind of fun. More yeah. But 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 this this has been this is a great discussion. So um Kathleen, can, are, can are you is your thing working? So when I talk about being human, I talk about this moment where I'm at in this mo in this right. life, in this physical being called Natasha, <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm talking yeah. about being human, that, that we are here. Yes, we're spirit beings. Yes. I mean, if you look, if somebody really looked at me, they would see that I'm totally spirit, you know, yeah. with a physical skin of 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 just keeping my physical tissue because um why don't you why don't you sign off and come back on sorry no, oh, yeah sign Captain, off and, and, and come back on and see if that clears it up regan why don't you text her or something so she knows what to do yeah i'm sorry kevin i'm just i'm just not getting any that's all right um, that's all right that's that's what's called live radio well, you need so, to. You need I don't to come know back. what's the matter with my internet. I mean, it, I was on a last night and it worked fine, but it's not working at all now. <clears throat> so I guess it's I'm taking it. You can out. hear me. I can't. Yeah, hear we can hear you. Now she's she's frozen in time. <laughs> well, we only got about ten Sorry. minutes too. So. <laughs> Exactly. So, Kathleen, would you come on yeah, next I week? Don't, and I don't know matter. We'll, we'll try and clear up the problems if you come on next week. Yeah, we can. We can try another time if you like. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Wish I'd have said that. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome, kiddo. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you. Blessings to you. I'll see you Thursday, Thursday Kathleen. And she's going to go ahead and I think. Yeah. There she goes. There she goes. That no, that's an, it's, it's, that is the um, that is the basic discussion that that we are all trying to figure out the answer to. What yeah. happens after we die? Is it is it all light and love? Is and everybody's happy, or is there a, a a segment of unhappiness and and the devil and and the, all that stuff? I, as we go through life trying to figure that out, that's a completely different question than what happens here, isn't it? Well, like we've said in the past, that we may not always go back to a moment where, like, like let's take somebody like Hitler. He did not necessarily go back to where my dad went back, you know, where he just kind of jumped in and, and started doing the work of spirit on the other side. He, you know, that the, somebody like that, that they kind of get taken into a special path, that they're kind of given a little bit more TLC. And now that TLC might be a little tough love. It might be, it depends on what that soul's journey is. 
It might be where that soul has taken on more dark lifetimes and it needs a little bit more of a walkthrough. This is what your reality is doing. This is what you're doing. You know, it's like there's those, because not every soul is light of complete brilliant light. We all have these different lifetimes that we've kind of come across and not everybody is totally light. Now, I know in mind that, you know, those lifetimes where I was more of a, um, a negative ruler in an in a, uh, empire, that I had to have a little bit more darkness in my soul so that I could play that role. But does that mean that I was always a dark soul? No. So then I don't have to, when I go back, go into this long journey of going through the whys and the how comes. Just like this last, you know, two weeks of what I've gone through, you know, it's like I always took the, this is the greater picture that was happening. Even though my physical being was going, ouch, you know, my spirit was saying, well, Natasha, this is why this is happening. I'm going, I understand that, but I'm still a physical being having to go through the emotions of this. And that is the difference between, when I say human, it's the emotional part of us, not the angels and a lot of our spirit that is on the other side don't have the emotions that we have here in this physical being. And that's why I call it a physical being because there's the, there's for one, the skin that's in a reality, a dimension. And we also have the emotions that aren't necessarily all attached in all lifetimes. And so that's where we're working on, on many of these things that we're doing. That's why we have our, sad to say Hitler's and perception of what, you know, Trump was, you know, because it's a personal perception what Trump really was. You know, we have these personal perceptions to be able to navigate through some of why are we truly here and what lessons, what experiences, I'm tired of lessons, what experiences are here to teach us. (laughs) It is so confusing. Regan, give give us some as you guys are talking, I'm thinking, trying to think of an analogy that that works for me. And um, it's like when I was in Hollywood doing movies, I got, for some reason, they they cast me as the bad guy a lot of times where I was, you know, you one of, a bad fella. There was this one uh, movie, I, I did a short film down there where um, uh, my, I knew my wife was going out, going, going out on me and I found out it was a taxi driver. So what I did is I found out his route and I got on his route and got in his cab. And then uh, I put a, you know, put a gun on him. And I said, I told him, I says, I want you to take me to a place where, you know, where bodies are buried, where no one ever finds them. And then uh, I made him take me to that place. And then, uh, and then uh, he sees me, I put something in his trunk, you know, a big, like a body bag in his trunk. And he takes me out to the desert and I, I make him help me carry this body bag and, and I make him dig this grave. And it's just a dummy that I have in the bag. So I throw the dummy in and then I say, I understand you're having an affair with my wife, you know, and then boom, you know, into the Holy Ghost and uh, buried them. So, but it's funny. It's like, okay, somebody had to play that role, you know? I mean, I wasn't me really, I wasn't really the devil or being a bad guy, but I was playing that role and the people in the, when you think about it in that scenario of that movie, all the karma that was there of, you know, of him getting payback for sleeping with my wife, of what was going to happen to my wife and what was going to happen to me because I did something bad also, you know. So 
if I look at it like that, it's a little easier to understand. And because I know when we <clears throat> when we get in spirit form, we're out of these bodies and we're, you know, we're out of um, all this negativity that's down here. So um, the more I'm looking at it, it's like this negativity down here is, is part of the curriculum, you know, uh, the hard courses that we have to take. Um, and sometimes the simplistic thing is to say, well, God is, you know, because if we look at it, like if, let's say if we had a father that, um, that was loved, that loved us to pieces and we did something wrong and he, he had to punish us for some reason, whatever that punishment would be. And depending on the way I look at things, I could look at him as the devil, as this horrible man that did things to me. Or if I was more enlightened, I would say, wow, I did something wrong and he's just, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the punishment he said, so they don't do that again. So it's just all this perspective, you know. So one person's devil could be another person's. Um, someone's given me tough love, you know. I there's I guess this is a it, boy boy. If we had a lot of listeners, I think we'd have a ten thousand calls coming in because everybody has their view oh, and hundreds of views on what the devil is and what negativity is and what purpose it serves. So it's good just to have the discussion. I think sometimes because. It makes people just think about it like, hey, maybe the way I'm looking at it is maybe a little too radical. You know, maybe there's a, you know, how do you see in the bigger picture that it's all about love, even even in the negativity we go through, you know, so. Yeah, but there's something fun to look forward to. It's like, it's like, we don't have anything friggin' fun to look forward to. What's the friggin' point? Yeah. That's the thing is that, that we create our own cause and effects. That's true. You know, yeah. and, and you know, I have an understanding that karma kind of just kind of went out the window. We don't really have karma anymore. That's this whole more, uh, that's that whole dimensional shift that we're going through right now. And we're working on cause and effect. It's, it's as simple as that, 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 what we do, we have another effect. Now we have a choice. The lighter of that we are in our steps, the the less effect we're going to have in the negativity. And as we walk through something, we can create light. That we can create healing in this process. It's just how do we carry our perception? Yeah, I, I had a client, uh, young. Uh, he's. Um... In his twenties, uh, yeah, just as regular therapist, and uh, he kept doing things, and you know, like he got <clears throat> did spray painting, and then he got he got caught, had to go to court, you know, and uh, he, he's out speeding, gets a speeding ticket, he can't, you know, goes in a, and he can't get away with parking in a no parking zone, gets tickets, and I said, you're lucky. I said, look at look at you're getting your karma back like almost instantaneous. I said, which. And so you're getting it. You don't have to pay it back in another lifetime. It's trying to really wake you up in this lifetime. So I could saying, just watch how every decision you make has, has a, there's a response to it. You know, it's like, it could be uh, in one lifetime, I punched another guy in the face. Okay. And then in this lifetime, some stranger comes up, punched me in the face. Well, now I punch someone in the face. It's like, bam, bam. I get it right back. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I'll go, okay, what did I do? You know? So, um, you know, I don't know, there, but there's a lot of discussion. So I think everybody's viewpoint is valid because it, as long as we're all seeing that our whole purpose here is that we're our punishment or our correction or whatever is supposed to be because we're going to learn to be 
uh, to pick the plus side of things instead of the negative side thing the next time, you know, to do something with love instead of with, with, uh, with hate. So, so you guys have my commitment that if I go first, I'm going to haunt Natasha and tell her exactly what's for, so she can go to the world to say, <laughs> this is what's for. This is what it's all about. Well, I already have my mother of heart, Pat, my father. <laughs> well, I, I'm bigger than they are. I'll push their ass right out of the way and I'll get in line. I don't know. You didn't meet my mother of heart. She was, she, uh, she, she, she I wouldn't meet her in a dark alley. <laughs> she, she was, that's, she, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Cause I, I, I really, you know, I, I, there's a gentleman that I had on the other day that's written a book and he, he professes that he went to heaven on uh, uh, several several uh, opportunities. He had out-of-body experiences. And his viewpoint of what heaven and what God is and what Jesus is and stuff changed so radically that it is like that is the safe place. That is home. That is where we all, and regardless of what we did, do some of us who do horrible things, they need to, as Michael Newton would say, they need to have their energy restructured. So they have to go through that and, and rework their energy in a positive way and get rid of the holes and the, cause this, this life is really tough on us. It and is. It's been tough on you the last two weeks. So, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surviving. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a very hard thing that we go through and it is detrimental to our, our, our karma or our field our our uh, auric field and and the soul that we are and you have to there's that's why it takes a while before you can come back because you've got to heal and and feel better about about your stuff so but that's at least that's my humble opinion well and and too i do that you know like like we said the, the the last two weeks has been well i'll just say i have a lot of planets in the in the uh in the a house of uh, death and rebirth <laughs> right you now. You've got a lot of planners in the house of shit. That's what you <laughs> But, you know, that's where I take my selenite and I comb my aura out to to um, to help clear my, my field. I did my singing bowl where I, I did the vibration to help my vibration re relive. Uh, I have um, some stones that are... Like I have rose quartz that I actually laid on either side of our bed because rose quartz is about healing the heart. So I put that rose quartz on either side of our bed to help change the energy of, of what's going on with that. And, you know, we're all kind of in this moment where we can do things to heal our, our help ourselves become cleaner as we walk so that as we walk, we're not so sticky and we don't carry so much of our childhood together, you know, into our adulthood. If we kind of just say, okay, here I am right now. You know, I'm doing with what I can do with what I know now, because this is what my experiences have taught me. You know? Can you see what Susan said? Yes. See what? You can, you can heal where you, while you're here. You definitely can heal while you're here. And I know that, um, that within a moment of something happening, I start the healing process. I start the healing process knowing that things are just moving forward. Everything has a time where something happens and something else can happen the moment after it. And what do we do in that moment to move it forward? And 
as we do that, you know, there's sometimes that physical being that still needs to catch up. You know, that mental mind that we have needs to catch up, but we can heal, definitely heal everything. And that's called, like I told my husband the other day, I said, you know, I'm grateful that we can see the bigger picture to move forward into it. Because if we just stayed in the smaller picture, I don't know where would we would be. You know, I don't know where life would be if we all stayed in that moment of, ouch. No, that's why you got to keep moving through it and you got to get past it. And it takes all of us working together to get that done sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Regan, what do you think? About what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about youngster. Well, I think um, <laughs> um, I, something uh, I forget where um, this last week, Patty and I have been having a wonderful time <laughs> in this COVID thing. Uh, she came up with this. I think I told you a few weeks ago, she came up with this idea that we would we would get out a, either a Saturday or Sunday and we would go to a town around us that we, you know, hadn't been to or didn't know much of. Maybe we'd drive by it and didn't know. And um, so this this last weekend we did three three different things and they were all different and it was amazing and I can't tell you I just it's like I've fallen in love with her all over again because here we are exploring this uh, we went to the highest point in San Francisco and I'd driven by it a lot of times but I never gave it much thought and then I went on the I went and found this this park and it uh, it's a high point over San Francisco and it's just it's like a big giant rock maybe I don't know 30, 40 acres or not even that, it's small. And they have steep steps that go way, way up. And there's a little park at the top. It's maybe a couple hundred feet square almost. And um, and then you look over, you see the ocean on one side and you look down, you see the bay on the other and you see all the buildings of San Francisco. And the wind, it was cold and the wind was hitting us. And it was, I don't know, it was like where it was in a spiritual place. It was so beautiful, you know. Uh, and then we, the next day we went to Twin Peaks, which was the second highest point where you see a whole different view. And there was this, like people having this pilgrimage of taking this hike all the way up to the top just to stand there and watch the sunset over San Francisco, you know. It was just so awesome. And we were talking, we did a lot of talking when we walked. We do. We walked a lot of miles. And um, it's all about this thing about, like we're talking about a relationship, is how can we just do things one little bit better? You know, what's one, one little tiny thing to do, and it can change everything, you know. Like uh, now she's got me, uh, she gets tea every morning. So I make sure when I have tea late at night, cause she goes to bed before I do. And I look at the tea kettle and if it's almost empty, I just make sure it's filled up so she doesn't have to do it in the morning. You know, it's just one little thing, but it, I don't even know if she notices it. She probably does, but cause I don't say anything about it, but um, it, it just makes me feel good. And it gives me a connection with her of just doing that one little thing it takes me, you know, one minute to do that. And I, and it's like, I don't know. It's good therapy for me, <laughs> you know, just doing things that way. So if you think like people watching this today, just I say as we're closing tonight, um, just look at your relationship and just do one little tiny thing a little bit better. It might even be almost imperceptible, but it won't be to you. You'll know that you're doing it, you know, and watch how that exponentially increases your your feeling about yourself and the person you're with. Natalia. <laughs> I would say the same thing. I really try to leave who or where I'm at a little bit better than I left it. And even if that means 
sometimes picking up a piece of garbage or just saying, like, when I was getting out of the car today, I said, Berries, thank you. I don't talk to you very much lately in the last couple of weeks, but I agree. You've supported me. Thank you. You know, it's just I I just try to leave where I'm at better. And and if I know, like, <laughs> I talked to Sue the other day, and I apologize kind of because <laughs> I didn't feel like I left her better. But yet at the same time, she says, ah, yeah, yeah. So my perception was different than hers, but at the same time, it's like, just, just try to leave something a little bit better than you found it. And when yeah. we do that, you know, like Regan was saying, sometimes it just changes. It just starts the ball rolling for the energy to shift a little bit different. You know, it just helps things move forward. Yeah. I, like I, I, you know, I keep talking about, I got a book halfway finished. It's called one step better. Uh, you know, that eventually I'll finish one day. It's about how to do everything in your life one step better. But also, I know what it was. This is what I was trying to come at when we were walking. Um, she was my my uh, wife, Patty, was talking about be the first. And I didn't understand what she meant. I guess it's kind of a movement going around. It's like be the first one to smile at somebody else. You know, be the, be the first one to, to give a nice comment or somebody, you know, be the first one to pick up a piece of trash that someone else left behind. You know, so it's that same idea, you know, and it's really exciting when you think about it, you know, especially that, that if, even if it's just be the first to smile at somebody. I mean, just if everybody just did that, wow, you know, it would be a, a life changer for people. I can see that when I've done that, I've changed somebody's day. I yeah. can really tell that I've changed somebody's day. And it was I didn't do it for any payment, but it just it, I could see their energy just shifted because somebody recognized them. Yeah. And not so many people are walking around not being recognized. And yeah. Well, what about when you're in an argument with a good friend? Why don't you be the first one to make it right? You know, don't wait for the deal. Say, well, the other, I got to wait till they apologize to me. No, be, you know, step up. You'd be the first one to reconciliate, even though it wasn't even your fault. You know, I mean, just uh, man up, <laughs> woman up, yeah. you know. That's where I say, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, I'm responsible for my interaction. Right. I, I'm sorry for maybe not what I said, but how I said it. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, it's that being, being responsible and just leaving places were better. You know, yeah. You know, that'd be a, right now. a whole program on that, Kev, about either, you know, be the first um, and one step better. If we started to think about, especially if we had some callers coming and we talked about parenting, uh, you know, relationships, uh, what you do in your job, you know, how you, you know, what your spiritual practice is, you know, how you can step it up. And if you go through all those different areas, you know, I'm sure we'd, in a talking or people calling in, we could come up with some great ideas, uh, you know, simple ideas. <laughs> I don't know why this popped in my mind too, how we just learn these little things that make our life better. There was a thing on TikTok, or TikTok, I guess, that my, my Patty watches that to unwind gets a lot of laughs out of it. And someone says, you know how you, you get a rental car and you go, you have to get gasoline and you go, oh, and you pull in the wrong way and the gas tank's completely on the other side. You know, you don't know which side it's on. Well, in every car where they have a picture of your, of your uh, where you fill your tank, there's a little picture on all the cars out that has a, a picture of a gasoline thing. And there's an arrow, a little tiny arrow points to the left side or toward the right side. I never noticed that in all the rental cars I ever had, but it's, you know, when we were in the car this week, I look at hers and I went, oh, my God, yeah, it's showing your your Phillips right here, you know. So just learning that one little thing, 
I don't have to have to worry again if I'm renting a, a car because someone did one step better when they finally put that on a car. So people don't have that issue, you know? So, you know, there's just, this a, a thousand of those things and you learn and the life gets to be a lot easier. Well, I got to tell you, I appreciate you too. Uh, I appreciate the people that are listening, Susan specifically. I think it makes, it makes me feel better to, it makes me feel good to help a friend feel better. Yeah. Uh, that's what this program is all about is to try and help people uh, get rid of hate division and fear and, and to live life a little bit more authentically. That's why we do what we do. And, and Regan, you know, I, he's, his contract is coming up for renewal. Um, so is Natasha's, um, and they're going to get the same big fat zero they got this year. Yeah. For doing the, for doing this show. They do it out of the goodness of their heart. They do it because they are special people. And as well as the people that are listening, we can create a movement, all of us together. We can create a movement of smiling at each other, saying yeah. something nice and, and getting rid of the hate division and fear and, and we can do it. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to stay at it until we get it done. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because I really want to, my whole purpose of life, of life is just to say, you can go from here to here. And how can I help you go from here to here? And I, I love being here in this moment to be able to do that, to give another perspective, just to say, you know, we're done punishing ourselves for what we've grown up with. You know, it's like, it's just a blessing. So thank exactly. you. And thank you, Veronica and Susan for supporting. I know with these two women, it's like, I spent the last, you know, <laughs> oh, 10 years with them and, and they've all both become magical women and they've helped me become that too myself. Well, all I can tell you is I'm going to go from here to the bathroom. So we need to wrap it up now. If you... <laughs> We're in real life here. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mr. Mr. Visit the afterlife.com. Is that how we get a hold of you? Yeah. If the people want to go to my site, you'll see people going through uh, life between life uh, sessions where they go to a past life, uh, meet a, a master or teacher when they pass away in that past life, and then actually uh, go to heaven. And uh, with questions you prepare ahead of time, you can get, advice uh on your life you can you know really get clarification on your life's mission and what you're here for what you're supposed to learn and talk to relatives that have passed on i mean it's something everybody can do if you could fall asleep uh you could be hypnotized because that's the state of hypnosis is falling asleep so either when you wake up and you fall asleep in the morning you're in a state of hypnosis so as long as you can do that you could be hypnotized so practically everybody could do this really fun it's life changing. And uh, even if you just want to have a past life regression or regular therapy, I have a lot of clients dealing, I help with post-traumatic stress, fears, phobias, anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. Happy to help you over Zoom or if you're within driving distance. Uh, of course, I guess I could drive to New York and I is within <laughs> driving distance. Uh, but anyway, um, Zoom sessions really work or in-person sessions for the life between lives. And you can get a hold of me at visittheafterlife.com. And, and a free, free book on there right now, too. If you, uh, if you request, I'll send you a free book about the latest research in reincarnation. And he's the hell of a nice guy, too. Yes. Natasha? 
You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com or you can email me at natasha at angelicclarifications.com. And I just wanted you all to know that even though we talked about darkness in this video and even though we talked about light, that all we can do is is just smile at ourselves sometimes or smile at somebody else to bring in that light. And that's the difference between darkness and light is just bringing some kind of joy or some kind of inspiration or some kind of freedom that it just brings that peace to someone that we can be. And that's the difference between darkness and light is just being able to be something that brings a smile more than adding a frown. Thank you. I have to tell you guys just a real quick story before we go, because I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting how how impactful these episodes are. I have 210 now. You're number 210. I had a, I had somebody email me, and, and it was in regards to the healing, my, your healing hands session that I did with a guy by the name of Michael Stentano, who's out of Vegas, and I did that in 2003. And uh, he came on the show and he healed people and uh, it, we took calls. It was, it was really, it was a great show. And the, 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 the gentleman that um, uh, emailed me said, um, um, how do I get in touch with him? Well, unfor unfortunately he died in 2013. <laughs> so I got to thinking, you know, the, these episodes translate into 20 years of people that have been doing extraordinary things and you would be benefited to listen to a lot of them because they are, I, I, they make me laugh out loud and I did them. So, you know, yep. you gotta, so, so from that standpoint, it was, it was, it was great fun. And, and, uh, but there are some really dynamic people. Some of them are no longer with us and have, have gone on, but a lot of them are still here and a lot of them have got wonderful things to say. So I would ask if you believe in this work, if you believe in what we're doing, if you believe in Natasha and Regan, um, like us, uh, support us, uh, subscribe to us and tell your friends about us. Because yeah, I gotta, I gotta show you something that here too. Now you can see, ah, that's my last will and testament. <laughs> I, I did my I did my will this week, and I've been wanting to do that for like ten years. And oh. uh, I found a place online that I was able to go through the whole process. Uh, you sign up; uh, it's free for a week, and you can cancel any time. So I was able to print it out, and then I cancel my prescription. So all I have to do now is uh, go to the uh, a notary, I guess, and get it all notarized. And then I'm going to leave Patty a copy and and one around and one on my computer and. Uh, just in case anything happens to me, but boy, I'll tell you, just, you know, once I got over that, well, you know, what if I'm just doing this because I'm about ready to die and it's my intuition that's just telling me to get it done. I go, oh, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm beginning to be okay. Whatever, you know, I want to be around for a while, just like uh, I think Kevin and, and Natasha, we all do because we love this work and, and um, you know, it's like, I'm just starting to get the hang of things. I don't want to leave and, before now I'm just starting to understand what it's all about. But uh, anyway, sometimes, just, yeah. sometimes we do things because we don't want to leave others 
having to do it. Yeah, that's so what sometimes, I'm sometimes sometimes just getting that checked off kind of leaves the ripple effect after differently. So we just it's just kind of you know, like my mother of heart, you know, she was a librarian. I said, once you get your library closed, you can move on. You know, so sometimes we have to do certain things in certain parts of our lives just to say, okay, now I cannot worry about that anymore to so yeah. that the people around me can just help whenever, whenever that time happens. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask Kevin, you want anything of mine? <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just your powerful brain and your voice and uh, being on the show. That's all. I don't I have much, you know, but... Uh, uh, but it was good. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Tasha, because that's what's mainly on my mind is I've seen a few people or know a few people where the people died unexpectedly, didn't have a will. And it's a hell of a mess for people that just uh, all they have to go through. My daughter, you know, that's what really got me when her husband shot himself. Her ex-husband killed himself, you know, a few months ago. Uh, there's, you know, she was on the show, you remember. And uh, all she's had to deal with because he had no will. And, the you know, the, his relatives back there not wanting her to take stuff and and, oh, I mean, it was, um, and, and the, you know, but anything went to his daughter, you know, because they had a daughter to get her. And uh, so, uh, but it's just, it's, for my young daughter, 30-year-old, you know, it's just been one hoop after another, after another, after another, and it's very stressful. So I'm just, you know, I'm going to try to make it easy. You know? The one thing that, uh, a piece of advice that I can give everybody that, that really does help and that is make sure that you have a beneficiary on every of your financial accounts. Mm -hmm. So you have something on your checking account. You have something on your savings account. I'll tell you a quick story. My brother who died in the fall, yes. he, had, he had an account. He had no beneficiary. Uh, my, so my sister took my 90-year-old mother in there and said, she's his mom. Give her the money. They wouldn't. I'm your sister. Give me the money. They wouldn't. He had no beneficiary. She had to get an attorney. It was $4,300 into account. In the account, when they started, the attorney took $4,150. Yeah. In order Good to idea. get it done. So well, what, I, what I did is I put in my thing here. I put my PIN number, and I said, if you have any trouble to uh, to Patty here, I said, just use my PIN number. Take this the amount out until there's no, nothing left in the account, just as a backup, you know. Yeah. You know, make make sure you have her as a beneficiary. Yeah, when, I think I'll do that. When you become world famous and somebody questions that, uh, she can get in big trouble for doing that. If oh. She's not on the account. Okay. Just so you know. That's good. Okay. Okay. That's All right, guys. See, that's one step better. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Blessings to everyone on your journey because just to, every moment matters. We can yeah. turn any corner at any moment in time in life. And this next moment can be your moment. Perfect. Cause we've yeah. over, we've overstayed our welcome and we need to go. So yes, <laughs> have a great everybody. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, Take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.